あれ Hey guys, this is Russ and Neek, and this is She Wolf Alchemy. And today we are talking about arguing and arguing fairly. So, essentially, what we mean when we say arguing fairly is when both parties are like given a chance to speak their concerns and issues and actually be listened to. There's no interruption. There's no one making facial expressions, throwing their hair, their hands up, rolling their eyes, showing obvious annoyance. And both parties are actually sitting, listening, thinking about what is being said to them, what's being presented to them before they react. Okay? So that is what we mean when we say arguing fairly. So first, let's start off. Neek, do you think you argue fairly? Um, now I think that I do. Um, in the past, definitely not. Like, I don't think I will listen. Um, I just like want to get my point across, but I never like purposely try to hurt anybody for the most part. I just try, <laughs> <laughs> I just try to point across, and I think I might not be arguing fairly when I. Like trying to get my point across and I don't feel like I'm being heard and then that's when it starts to get like kind of rough but lately it doesn't feel I don't feel like I argue much um but then that leads me to like are you talking about the problems if you're not talking about it I mean you don't have to argue but I don't feel like I argue much I think I try to like just stay away from the problems lately yeah and that's my thing but that's not good either but for the most part, when I'm having a, a conversation or uh, an argument, I attempt to listen and I attempt to get my point across without being too angry. Okay, okay. I, you know, and I think that's pretty much the truth for you. I think and there was a time where you didn't argue fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think definitely now. But also, like you said, you avoid arguments. You avoid yeah. confrontation. Confrontation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I do not argue fair, but it's because I don't argue. Um, in the past, I know in the past, I did not argue fair. Like, I, I would aim low. Like, if you took me there, I would aim low. Now, I wouldn't start off there, but definitely if I felt like whoever I was arguing with wasn't listening to my point was um you know shouting over me or when I'm talking and making expressions and I'm like okay so you're gonna bring out my Gemini and <laughs> I would be like okay so let's talk about mamas and I would go there <laughs> and I think that's why I don't argue now uh-huh. um, you know I had this therapist who I love I really wish I could still go to him um, and he used to talk to me about that. Like, he used to always just, like, hold his temples, especially when we got on, like, the subject of relationships. And he was just like, you said what to this man? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he was just be like, you can't keep going for that man's ego. Like, well, I mean, I can, because I keep doing it. Right. Um, which don't do, guys. It's horrible. <laughs> but, like, me and him got Please to don't. a point. <laughs> yeah. Me and him got to a point, though, in therapy where he was just like, you know, I keep teaching you these skills. You're not using them. So how about you just walk away until you can calm down and talk? And that's what I do now, except I just don't come back and talk about it, which is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where 
it's hard for me to decide like if what I'm doing is immature or if what I'm doing is like hey I'm stopping this before it becomes World World 3 um, because I know when I get highly emotional it's like either I'm going to shut down but if you force me to talk about it I don't know how far I'm going to go right so like in my head it's like I'm shutting down to protect both of us but then you never come back to it. So do you think that you said you don't think it's healthy though? I don't think it's healthy. Um, I really don't think it's healthy. I know it's not healthy because you you do need to talk about things. Um, right. Because, you know, when you don't talk, even with you, when you avoid comfort, eventually it builds up into resentment. Mm-hmm it builds up into resentment and you know over time you just start all the things that were left unsaid are going to build up to this big blow up so i think so that makes it 10 times worse yeah yeah and so i do think you need to come to a point where you can talk about it but also like it has to be when you're able to talk about it calmly and that's when mm-hmm that's that whole you know do I know if I can talk about this comedy right now yeah that's why I think your therapist was onto something about walking away but you have to do the follow up and actually come back <laughs> even if it's like the next day to talk about it um, I'm doing because, better yeah I'm doing yeah, a yeah lot. you definitely you definitely are definitely yeah are. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know there I definitely feel like last year I learned to come back to things a lot more um but there I you know what there there's certain things that if you give me to this level of anger mm-hmm. I'm done yeah and it's like because I don't ever want to be connected with somebody whether it be a colleague a friend a romantic partnership even a family member where you can take me to a level where now my peace is disturbed and now Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm about to revert to a version of me that I have already surpassed yeah and that's where I kind of struggle because when you love people you you need to learn to that people are going to make mistakes that people are going to say things that hurt you um, that you're going to get into some type of conflict uh, and you have to learn like hey you know there especially I think when you talk about getting married mm-hmm. uh, you know there are definitely going to be times where a person takes you to that level unfortunately it shouldn't be a normal thing um, but for me, but it happens like, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I think you know if you've been together twenty years, it's going to happen. Definitely, yeah. So I think you need to learn how to do that. But like so far, I I'm just not there yet. Like <laughs> right now, if you take me to a certain level, I am very much able to be like, you know what? I decide I don't love you no more, and I will just get up and, as y'all know, walk away. <laughs> and I will go, <laughs> go about my business. Um, and I think that's that unfair fighting because you don't even give the person a chance to make things right mm-hmm. or hear their side and yeah, actually listen but do yeah. you think you listen and hear the other people out though? if I come back yeah Okay. okay. I mean, <laughs> if you can manage to get me to come back yeah, yeah I listen to your yeah. I just um, hate yeah like for me, what well, relationships? I guess I I hate when I give you your turn and you don't have anything to say. That ma- that right there makes me angry. Like 
it's Which your is time. Why we could never be in a relationship because yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely the person that's like, mm, well, I heard what you said. So, yeah. <laughs> so what do you um, have to say? <laughs> like, like, all yeah. I have to say to that is like, damn, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do that to people. Yeah, and that's when I have to get like when you step away, I step away because I don't hear what I like. I don't get a response, so I was just like, I can't do this because I'm about to cuss you, and I don't, I don't like cussing people out, so I had to like just yeah, get out of there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely definitely um, how you argue, but for the most part, I do think you avoid it. Um, but also I avoided, but we avoided for different reasons, mm. I think. Um, I will say, though, when it comes to friends, I feel like I fight a lot there. Um, one, because I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a person that has 20, 30 friends. I'm not a person that has like 10 friends. I keep a very small group. And so for me, um, there is... I'm okay. I explained this way. Growing up, I moved a lot. So when it came to friends, like I've never been someone that has to hold on to people because I was used to having to let go of people. Yeah. So like in the like when I was younger, when friends would like wanted to argue or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, and you know, this happened and blah blah blah. She's like, all right, well, okay. I guess we're not friends no more. And I would go away. And I think the older I got, the more I learned to like, okay, we need to talk this is how you're is this how you're feeling is this what's going on I know is this you know let me know I never want to put you in an uncomfortable situation that sort of thing I feel like I have more of those conversations now mm-hmm. um even on the week uh the episode when you were gone for your birthday I talked about a friendship that took me like three years to officially end and I feel like when that friendship I was constantly like hey let's talk about this now don't get me wrong I still have my moments where I'm just back away until I can gather my thoughts yeah but with friends I feel like now as an adult I come back to it mm-hmm. after I've calmed down after I thought about it after I was like you know what let me look at their perspective before I come at them before I address the situation let me think what size they could be possibly coming from and then I circle back around it's more relationships where I'm like you really optional. <laughs> I really don't have to deal with this. So. Yeah, I think that's how I am with relationships too. But like with friendships, I I mean, I do have many friends, but I only have uh, maybe two close friends. So it's just you and one other person. So it's just like with um, when I argue, it's more like I actually listen to my friends, but some, but I have facial expressions because um, I can't hide my face. That's that's my downfall. <laughs> yeah. Like with one of my friends, like I get loud, she gets loud, but we don't like disrespect each other. We try to hear yeah. each other out. Yeah. Um, I actually hear each other out, and then we talk and talk, and then after both of us, like we reflect, and I might say, I want to apologize for this because I didn't want to come off this way. Um, then she'll say like you know that didn't that didn't offend me or anything so I think I'm way more conscious like are nice with my friends than I am with like a mate um but with my family I don't argue (laughs) I don't even think I say much like me and my sister 
have argued before and then it took a long time for either of us to apologize but it's just awkward I don't know but um but also you have your siblings you guys are close in age yeah we are yeah Yeah. so that makes a lot more sense yeah um I know like I'm the same way though I don't argue with family I'll tell you I will cut a family member off so quickly um but it's because I live very far away from family and that's how it's been most of my life like I've always Mm -hmm. until maybe up until the age of like six seven I live close by family like all of us live within five minutes of each other it seems right my my mama got like seven siblings so (laughs) all of us live within five minutes of each other but after that age I no longer live close to family so one I didn't have a lot of opportunity Mm -hmm. and then my siblings were all so spread out yeah like I'm 29 I have a sibling that is I think turning 43 this year wow and I have a sibling that's turning 13 this year So it's I didn't know the oldest one was that old. That's not even my oldest. That's oh, like wow. Oldest. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta remember, my parents had me in their 30s. Yeah. Um, your parents are still young. Yeah, they so, had me when they were 19 and 21, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like my biological dad's almost 70. So I did not know that. Realize yeah. that. And my nana is 70 something. Yeah. See, my grandparents are in their late 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think sometimes we forget that when we're talking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but your mom still like, seems like my mom's age. You said what? But your mom doesn't seem like that old. No, my mom is very youthful. I think my mom is 64 now. Or okay. 64, 60. She's between 63 and 65. And um, no, my mom is very youthful. My mom... Um, in my, you know, in my dad, my stepdad, who I grew up with, that's who I typically call dad. Um, they're, they're both very youthful. Um, mm. They're both very, very active. But even my grandparents, like my granddad, I think is 98. Right. And like before two years ago, he got up every Saturday and went garage sale shopping in the summertime. <laughs> and like that was his thing when I used to go visit him. That's what we do. We would get up. And they have a whole garage. Like you can't even. They don't even use the garage to park cars. And they both still have cars. Wow. Um, yeah, my dad doesn't let them drive anymore. Every blue moon, my granddad will sneak out and drive. And only reason we'll know is because um, you know he's has dementia, mm-hmm. and um, he'll call on his cell phone. Like I don't know where I am, uh, and he'll just call whatever the last number it was in his phone. And it's usually my dad because my dad. Uh, pretty much takes care of them now but, but um, and that's good he can at least do that he's not as far yeah. gone as my grandpa yeah yeah I you know what dementia is one of those things that is just because I feel like even with you I remember when your granddad um started losing his memory at first it was like I think this in the doctors if, I, if I'm not mistaken the doctors kept being like oh no no and then it was like oh yeah mm-hmm. and that's how it happened with my granddad too like yeah. for a while we were like no he did not know who we were for like a whole hour exactly and then all of a sudden he came back you know no there was a whole time where he thought it was 1972 mm-hmm. like it was a whole two-day period where he keep forgetting that he's yeah. the only sibling left and everything like that and it's hard to keep reminding him that his brother and sister are gone it's just mm-hmm. that's that's a whole nother <laughs> that is that's a whole nother yeah it's a sad one though yeah um but yeah so 
yeah, they're very youthful with those. No, they're older. Sometimes me and you will be talking, and I'd be like, I forgot her parents like 48. Like, I really forgot mm-hmm. your parents are young. Because your mom, your mom. My mom is, mom is like, 55, though. Well, she'll be 55 this month. Yes. You guys, her mama, <laughs> uh, every weekend. <laughs> right. Like, <on> <laughs> we'll be talking. I'm like, hey, can you get your mom to watch your kids? She's like, my mama is in Georgia. Right. Right now. She's she's your side of town. Right. Exactly. <laughs> this is igloo party she's going to. I'm like, what? She turns up more than me. Yeah. yeah, no, my parents don't turn up. They don't know. Matter of fact, she was like, um, You think you want to ride down with me? Maybe you could just go um, hang with Caress. I said, Mommy, that's because I'm doing something for my sister's birthday. But I was just laughing because she just like trying to get me to drive down there with her and trying to use you as the, um, <laughs> you know, you can maybe just go hang with Caress, lady. <laughs> Your mama stay on go. I remember one time, guys, I promise you, I'm going to get back on subject. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I remember one time, me and you, so guys, in Cincinnati, they have this big thing called the Jazz Festival. I think they changed the name to the Macy's Music Day Festival now. But there was one time, like, I was working at the office, and one of the guys I worked with, like, was friends with a presenter or whatever, and, and it was, like, a day before the concert, and it was a lot of people there. It was, like, him, um... R-, R. Kelly, I know that's controversial now. We 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 didn't know. Yeah, back then, <laughs> we, no. we didn't know back then. <laughs> but it was R. Kelly. I think Fantasia was there. Mm-hmm. Charlie Wilson, and it's like a huge lineup of like R and B soul singers or whatever. And it was like the day before, and I was like, "Yo, my, this guy in my office can get us tickets." And you're like, "Cool, cool, cool." You guys, I did not know her mama was coming with us. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, it's already turned up, but I saw you with your mom. Because I know you told me to get, I think I ended up do, having to get four tickets, but in my head, I had no idea it was for your mom. I thought and I y'all told you. She was having her own little fun. Yeah, she went to the Chris Brown concert with me and my friends before. So it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I guess that's what happens when you have children young, though. So you didn't ever get to experience that, like, because you been having kids since you were 19 so yeah no 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 see when my parents <laughs> when i came around my parents had a mortgage you're right there you <laughs> did their best life right <laughs> they, they they were doing some things they were already yeah. grown i would matter of yeah. fact my age right now i still would not have existed for another like three wow. years wow you yeah. said 30 what uh i think my mom had me at like 32 and my dad was like 35 36 yeah I'm 33 yeah. yeah yeah I mean but it's the same like when I talk to my siblings and stuff sometimes they forget how old I am mm-hmm. um because you're way I more mature for your age so but but also that's because I grew up with people who were so much young, older than me mm-hmm. and I was the only baby yeah even with the rest of my family like our generation I'm the baby and the closest person to me in age is like five years older than me cousin wise mm-hmm. so like I I had to because I was getting on everybody's nerves. <laughs> <laughs> you had to mature older. up, right? Yeah. Even my yeah. mom was like 30. I said, yeah, she's a baby. But you know what? I uh, was looking at this post earlier uh, that one of my friends posted. She's older. She's like 48. 
Mm-hmm. And um, she had posted this thing, uh, like, in the course, it was a girl, like, on a cruise with glasses, looking glamorous. And it was, like, me on the cruises at 45 while my friends are raising eight-year-olds. And I was like, yes. Because I did okay, the calculations. Wait. And when I turn 44, my baby will be out the house. And I know what y'all thinking. But maybe she'll stay home. No, the fuck she won't. She, <laughs> won't be, <laughs> she will be out the house. She'll be 18. <laughs> she will be 18. When I'm 44, she'll be 18. And that's why I keep saying, because I keep saying this, if I don't have another kid by the time my daughter turns seven, oh well. Like, any right. man I meet after that, like, you gonna have to not want your own kids or already have kids. Mm-hmm. Because things are getting tied and burned. Like, I'm not... You feel me? Yeah. Like, I'm seven is too, is too... Yeah. I don't... I don't think I have the energy has four won't. more years... Neither. ...to do the whole not sleeping for a year thing. Girl, a year? Well, you had a good... A year was for you. I'm still yeah. not sleeping. So, and she's three. So, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully no, the next one I, is better than this first one. <laughs> if I ever have another one. Let me just say, also, though, I kept telling you not to let her sleep in the bed. I know. You didn't listen. I know. I was putting her in the crib. I didn't care. I was getting up every 10 minutes to put her back in the crib and walk back to our room. I think I was, I was like, lazy. Oh, well, I'm gonna do. I was clingy. I was clingy to her. Now she's super clingy to me. And mm-hmm. I was lazy and nursing and it's but that's yeah we digress but, <laughs> <laughs> but no let me quickly just say i'm like so jealous though because my baby is not clingy my baby don't care about what me and her daddy will do Ooh. like she'll go to the park and we'll like try to hold her hand and she'll just shake her hand off and she'll just go play for like an hour without even thinking about where i am sometimes i wish i had that life no i have to be interacting with her the whole time and she'll talk about kids like what are they doing, mommy? How about you go over there and talk to them? <laughs> no, my baby be going up to people and she's like, hi, I carry friends. And then we'll just grab their hand and walk yeah. off. And then it hurts my heart because sometimes she does it to kids who are like your daughter who are just mm-hmm. like, well, who are you? Why are you talking to me? And she doesn't understand. Like, she doesn't understand why people are like not trying to be her friend and not yeah. trying to play. But she cracked me on and she'd be like, oh, well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, at least you like girl bad. Okay, live yeah. your life. She a whole yeah. trip. She a whole yeah. trip. Okay. Are you a family? I know y'all don't care about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. They're hilarious. Yeah, they should have their own show. They, they say the really craziest should. thing. By the way, I might give Kari her own show because Kari likes watching so i don't know if you guys know this but there's youtube channels for like toddlers where there's other toddlers mm-hmm. with their own like toddler youtube reality show i don't know if y'all know this is a thing because before i had a child i had no idea and so there's this one kid called ryan and he'll get up and he's like hi guys i'm ryan and today me and my parents are going to go play with Clayno. And so my, my daughter loves Ryan. She watches Ryan like every day. And there's only six seasons. So every week we're watching it like all six seasons, at least three times. Mm-hmm. And she will like, I'll be at my office. I'll be at my desk and my, I have a desk at home, like little mini office at home. And I'll be at my office and I'll be typing. And I have a mirror next to my desk. And she'll just walk up to the mirror and go, hi guys, it's Kari. And she'll just turn and toss and I'm just like, okay baby it's, it's the mirror it's not a tv like you know no one's watching you but she says it all the time 
she'll just go randomly in the room and go, hi guys, it's Kari. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we gotta get you watching something else. Yeah, I gotta get you interacting with other people. Uh, we have to get them together because yeah. Bernie still says that's our best friend. No, she does too. She yeah. does too. She just where's Journey? Journey's with her mama. Oh, they come visit? No, baby. No, baby. Okay, because it costs money. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. We're getting back. Um, but yeah. So no, I was saying family. I definitely same thing I don't argue with family but it's like I don't have to I don't see family enough for us to ever argue mm-hmm. and the people that I know I don't get along with they live far away like I don't have to see them yeah. you know um, unfortunately like because my family lives all over and when I say all over guys I mean I got folks in Barbados I got folks in Guyana I got folks in London I got folks in Canada Texas Ohio Chicago like my family is I got folks in India. Like, my family's all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not even like, oh, but you gotta see my Christmas and Thanksgiving. Like, no, there's some people I have not physically seen in, like, a decade. So, with family, I don't argue, but it's really because, like, I don't have to. Um, and then with the people that I do talk to, like, I talk to my mom every single day. I talk to my dad every single day. I think I have gotten an argument with my parents, my dad, maybe once since I was an adult. And he didn't even really argue back. He was just like, where did that come from? And then I I immediately apologized because it's my dad and I love him. And then my mom, I don't argue with her. Like, I I love my mom so much, but we're so different. We're so, we our perspectives in the way that we see things, we talk is so different. My mom is actually a lot like my daughter. My daughter's a lot like my mom. And um, so I just let my mom say her thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually on the phone rolling my eyes. And then I was like, all right, well, I got to go now. <laughs> and, then I just, and then I just drop it. Because I think, I know yeah. To to yeah, I think it's the same way. But I don't really argue. But I, like, as I got older, I started to speak up for myself, like, mm-hmm. to my mom or to my grandma. Those are the people that I talk to the most. Um, like my grandma like she has stuff to say and I just tell her how I'm feeling and we just leave it there and she'll like we're just gonna drop it we're just gonna drop it but I'm gonna say what I wanna say but I don't like be disrespectful but I, I just say what I, I wanna say like I don't think like in our family we don't argue but we don't talk about our problems but I think I'm like the only vocal one like my sisters will not say anything to my grandma or my mom but if I feel a certain type of way I'm gonna say how I feel but I think it's cause my mom and my grandma are we're all through the oldest so we probably butt his that way because we're all like his strong. Um, yeah, but I say how, I mean, I say, I'll let it slide for a long time. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to tell you this. Like, you're not going to do this, this, and this. Um, but then it's just like, they don't say nothing back. So I'm like, I don't know how y'all taking this, but I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And they might talk to each other about me, but then. <laughs> You don't even know. They got a whole private group chat. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure my mom called my nana or my nana called my mom. Like, Johnny was moody today. Like, they just take it as I'm moody. No, but I'm going to say what I want to say. So, but it's never an argument. But if I feel like disrespected or something, I'm going to try to. I mean, I'm going to speak. I speak up for myself more. Uh, but other than that with my dad when he had a problem with something I did he just told me we talked about it and that was it um, 
but I never like I never really had problems to say anything to my dad but when he feels like a certain type of way like for instance when I moved back home and <laughs> I had a guy to come he drove his car up and I came outside and then I got caught outside <laughs> and my dad said uh I know you're grown now, but you ain't gonna be having no dude come to my house this little And it was like, okay, I apologize for doing that, and that's it. But other than that, like, he didn't really say anything much. I never, I never had a reason to argue with my dad because my dad's super laid back. He just tell me how I feel. We'll talk about it, and that's it. But other than that, I don't really argue with my family. I kind of just say how I feel and leave it there, and then just back away. Yeah, I. but you know, the, the difference is, like, I feel like when you were younger, you were very quiet and shy. Yeah. The same thing, and then you grew into that. Versus when I was younger, I was very much like, y'all don't hear what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I grew the opposite way. Yeah. Because I realized, like, oh my gosh. Even though I was a good child, especially compared to my siblings, I was very much a good child. Um. But what ended up happening is because of my role in the family where I felt like I had to be the achiever Mm -hmm. Um, because my siblings and the household I grew up, because I had siblings that grew up in in another household um, because my parents divorced and so forth. Um, But the siblings in the household I grew up in um, just did the opposite of whatever my parents said. Mm -hmm. So I felt the need to have to be that child. I was like, see, I'm, I'm doing this. Like you guys ask, I'm following the rules. Um, but because I had that much, all of that pressure, every now and then I would have to be like, okay, so what we're not going to do. And then they'll be like, you're 14, so what you are going to do. And yeah. I'll do it. But every yeah. now and then they did have to deal with my mouth. I think that's what it was. I, I was quiet for so long. It's just like, nah, I can't be quiet no more. Yeah. I can't see, I am trying to work up on speaking because. Like you, like not so, not so much with my mom. I'm able to speak with my mom. We don't argue, but I'm able to address things with her. Mm-hmm. And um, for example, like one thing, <laughs> one thing me and my mom keep getting into is like finances. And it's because you know by my age, my mom had already had a house. My mom had was uh, had a business and so forth. Well, no, no, but in like two years, she was like gonna have a business and everything. Mm-hmm. And I keep trying to explain to her like, hey, it costs me thirty six thousand dollars a year to get my graduate degree. You right, know? right. Mm-hmm. You know things like that where I'm like, yes, but like also, <laughs> we grew up in two different worlds. Mm-hmm. You went to college in the, you know, nineteen forties or whatever. And right. it was a lot cheaper. <laughs> Not 1940s though, but okay. Right. But also my mom grew up with seven siblings. So it was like, hey, you had family that took care of your child. You weren't paying $800 for daycare. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and my child's father is great. And he's helpful. He does his part. But it's still like, it's very expensive to live on your own in a different city, not have a lot of physical support mm-hmm. and be a parent on top of that. Um, because and I tell me and her get into it all the time about this because she's like you make good money I'm like I make good money on paper but the government takes out <laughs> this much money of my paycheck a month right. so first of all I don't bring home that um, and then also just like and I'm like you don't understand daycare is now I my child's currently not in daycare because me and her father are both working from home right now but I, we got her into a cheaper daycare because we both moved to a different area 
and me and him always try to move in the same area so we're always close enough to help each other um but before like there was a point in time we were paying a thousand dollars for daycare a month like when she was a newborn it was a dollar a month mm. and so like little stuff like that me and her like i'll have to be strong in the way that i talk to her because um, like when I was talking about getting a house and I was like, you know, I really feel like I need to wait more because, you know, my savings isn't there. And she's just like, I don't understand. And you, you make good money. You got a good job and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, ma'am, ma'am, I don't know why my car insurance is so high, but it's high. I don't know. I don't get in car accident. But then, yeah. And then, yeah. And child care being a thousand. And that's like a whole uh mortgage or rent so it's just like that's a lot of money yeah even when you split it with the other parent that's still five hundred dollars and i don't think too like your mom was married my mom was yes. married and i don't think they understand the struggle of being a single mom i mean it's not their struggle to understand but they have to be more lenient on us because we don't have it like y'all yeah and yeah because your mom's been married her whole adult life yeah my her mom, whole life high school graduated then married yeah and my mom has pretty much been married most of her adult life or in my mom has always been in committed relationships yeah because before she got married my dad she was in a relationship with someone she was with for like four or five years and then she got married and she was my mom is never single for long <laughs> and the thing with mom, us no we've been single she was married so. twice, but there was you know men snatch her up <laughs> so it's like yeah like also I don't think either one of them understands what it's like being a single woman not even just with a kid yeah because every now and then my mom will say something like you know about marriage and dating and I'm just like y'all not if, if your sisters and them and your friends would have raised their sons right then maybe maybe, maybe we can talk about it. and that's the so. thing too like I don't think our parents our moms were ever as independent and dependent on ourselves as we do like your mom was self-sufficient like your mom always had her stuff shit together but I'm saying like we literally been single most of the time we literally had to handle our own shit the whole time my mom never had to handle her own shit she always had my dad so it's just like you don't understand so like that's not that's the thing too we don't argue about it but I say what I have to say Mom said, "You need. I ain't never uh, eat out that much when I had you. When we had when when you was a kid, but you had daddy to do such and such and such and such. Mm -hmm. And you can cook while daddy's watching the kids. It's Mm -hmm. only me. I'm tired. We gotta do what we gotta do. Like we ain't we ate at this dinner table every day. Okay, but I'm tired. We gotta we gotta eat. We gotta babe. We gotta do watch a little bit TV. We gotta do all this in one time because it's like yeah, it's not two people in a home. So it's yeah. just like I don't argue with my mom. I just say what I'm saying that she she kind of just be quiet. But your mom has to speak her opinion to you. Yeah. My mom is just like <laughs> quiet, and I don't really like that either because I want you to say what you want to say, but I want you to understand me too. So I don't even know if you even understand to be like, are you even listening? I don't like that either, but. I See, I would very much wish my mom would be quiet, but she's not. <laughs> that is just not in my. I mean, I want to still family. hear what you had to say, but your mom yeah. is. You gonna hear what she gotta say though. <laughs> yeah, and my mom does not fight fair, and that's why I think I don't fight fair. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah. mom will talk and, over me. Mm-hmm. My mama will. 
I now I'll be like, mom, I or I'll do a thing where I'll just stop talking after mm-hmm. she talks, and she'll just be like, why aren't you talking? I was like, well, because I was in the middle of a point, and so I just never know when you're going to jump in. She's like, you know what, Chris? <laughs> yes, yeah. And then she'll jump in, and um. Yeah, yeah. So what? Yeah, with moms, it's more conversation. It's not really an argument, but um, I'm the opposite because with my dad, I am such a daddy's girl that even when I'm mad at my dad, my dad doesn't know because I have such a interesting dynamic with him. And again, I'm speaking of my stepdad when I say dad. Um, where like he really is my superhero, but as an adult, I also realize how flawed he is. Mm-hmm. and was versus when you're a child there's a lot of stuff that adults hide from you because they're like yeah. they're a kid they don't need to know this they don't we don't need to ruin their fairy their fairy tale um and so then when you become an adult there's certain things that you're like mm, hold on um and it's hard to bring it up because it's like now I'm 29 I can't be mad at you about you know this thing that happened 15 years ago mm-hmm. um but even now when my dad does stuff that I'm angry about it's very hard for me to talk about it and it's very and I usually just brush it under like I usually just I just don't me and him got into it once um and it's because it was a religious conversation um and it's because me and him have different religious ideas and um there's some things he was saying that I'm like me and you have had this conversation we both agreed this was bullshit so the fact that you did a whole 180 and now are trying to push this on me and I'm just like no no I remember very clearly um and also there was a situation where they had forced me to go as an adult to a religious event that I did not want to be at and I had an anxiety attack and I had to leave in the middle because I had an anxiety attack in the middle and I had told them I do not want to be here it causes me stress it's like PTSD for me Mm-hmm. and um after that me and him had gotten into an argument and I just argued he just kind of stood there and was like you ain't never talked to me this way because I don't I don't I never talked to my dad that way but other than that no he doesn't even know when I'm mad half the time mm-hmm. same with my dad he doesn't yeah. really I think it's a daddy girls type thing <laughs> yeah. are you like yeah I don't want to hurt your dad yeah so I never remember a time I really, really argued with my dad or it gave him a piece of my mind. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's hard when you're a daddy's girl. It mm-hmm. really, really is. Um, but yeah, I think that's something. With my siblings, we don't really argue, but also we have completely different problems. Yeah. Um, again, there's like at least a 10-year age gap between me and most of my siblings. You know, I have a pair of siblings that are like going through puberty. And they're trying to figure that out. I'm just like, you know, bro, you want to stick it out? I don't know. Like, that's the best I can get a film. And then I have another, you know, set of older siblings that are like, yeah, my 401k. And I'm like, yeah, I probably need to start looking into that. Yeah. Me too. They're like, don't do it because the interest and blah, 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 and stocks. And I'm like, okay, bro. So now I have stocks again. I have done stocks before, by the way. And I just, it kept giving me like a heart attack because I was watching it every day. Yeah. So I'm doing it again. And I just, I, I put my money in and then I just deleted the app. And I'm like, I'll check back in a couple months. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, that's what my siblings are like talking about. And I'm just there like, 
okay, did anybody bring tequila? Like, <laughs> why you guys are discussing big kid stuff? Right. Um, yeah, so we don't argue. I don't even really get a chance to argue with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely now relationships. That's where the relationship is where I have my biggest like argument type. Moments. That's the only one. It seems like the most. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and it's I, you know I think one when you're trying to build your life with somebody because you know with family and friends you're you're only in my life at a certain point. But with someone you're like okay we're gonna try to build a life together. We are thinking about moving in together or we're li- already living together. Or we're like now I'm making career moves and now I got to keep you in mind, mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. And I think that's what brings it up more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I will say I do try to avoid now, not in the past. In the past, I felt like I was always like, and we gonna talk about this. You know, I was always doing the like movie scene, like you coming in late at night and I'm sitting on the couch <laughs> I turn on the light like so where have you right <laughs> um, in the past but now I feel like I avoid arguments mm-hmm. and it's really just because I don't have the energy anymore yeah me either but yeah. it's still something I need to talk about though but it's just like I don't have the energy to talk about I don't have the energy to talk about it but it's like where are you gonna talk about this because it ain't the problems ain't changing Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's. Definitely- but I but you really have to build up that energy for it, and I'm already tired from other things. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm not trying to build the energy to talk about that either. But yeah, because I feel like when you're young, well, first of all, you're young. You don't have kids. You don't got real bills. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have real bills until I was like 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Because you know I had that old car from when I was like 19 that right. was like only three thousand dollars that was paid off and then around 26 it was like no you got to get a new car now so now you got a car mm-hmm. um and then i moved to atlanta people keep saying atlanta's cheap it is not who it said was it was cheap point. oh girl i hear it all the time where people are like how and it's cheap and i'm like right now i can go to ohio and get me a decent two-bedroom for like eight yes i did never atlanta always you are not expensive to me under 1100 exactly and those are hard to find in atlanta for or you had to live in like yeah i'm about to say because you know he lived in the hood and his was like 900 i think his was his was kind of cheap it was good but it was in the hood so yeah my daughter's father separated um and we lived together for a year because we had we lived in this really nice area we were in alpharetta um it was a nice place and like both of us neither one of us really wanted to move out from there uh, but neither one of us could afford it by ourselves and um when I finally moved like I moved to the hood and I didn't realize it was a hood because I had a girlfriend that lived close by and she seemed to be like yeah no it's fine and then I moved and I was like girl this is the hood hood <laughs> like this is the hood 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 and I was like I have to get out of here but it was 850 was 850 oh that was cheap cheap so be out there so that was the hood hood right (laughs) you guys there was one point in time i was dating this cop and we used to always go over to his place one because i have a daughter that i'm very wary about letting them know where i live Mm -hmm. um because you know i've just had situations i'm very wary about letting them know where i live but we had got to a point where i was like okay you can come over and when he came over my house he was like he came out in his full uniform, gun and all. And I'm not a gun person. 
So like when he came with his gun and all in, I was like, what What are you doing? He's like, you didn't tell me you lived in Hollywood. He was like, matter of fact, he was like, I just, I don't feel safe that I brought the squad car. Like, and I was like, what you mean? You don't feel safe he he drove the squad like, car over there. The out here. He drove the squad car over there. Girl. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, I remember like him just being like, bruh, you did not tell me this is where you lived. And I was like, I didn't know. <laughs> Is this the one that we visited, me and Journey? Huh? Is that the one that we visited? I think so. It didn't seem bad over there. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't seem that bad over there. It doesn't seem, like, if you just look, it didn't seem like my neighbor were elderly folks. Mm -hmm. But, like, matter of fact, the time that I was like, nope, it's time to move, like, two young boys that got shot three houses down. Yeah, I remember you told me that. Yeah. So I and think I, I was kind of scared when you told me that. Yeah. <laughs> Stay no, by it myself. It's time to move. Mm-hmm. We are not doing this. Mm-hmm. I grew up upper middle class. I do not have time for this. Right. I know how to weed yeah. these situations. Um, but yeah, in like relationships, I feel like now I, I just, I don't feel like I have the energy and also like you know, again, when you're adult, like adult, adult, now you have real bills. Now you have real problems. You know, it's not like me and Cindy went to the club and she left with some dude and left me there by myself. Like, no, it's like, yo, Cindy, you know, car broke down and it's going to cost her $2,000 and she already had issues with the baby. So, you know, now I'm going to try to see if I can send her 500 but then how am I going to pay for this? And now, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. and then I got to work overtime because I'm already not, like, it's real situations. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to, like, that added stress, it's just like, I think that's why I either don't deal with it or I shut down or I'm just like, okay, we don't need to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, slowly ghost because it's just like, yeah. I don't feel like talking through that. Like, I told you enough times. Like, it, it, I had to see my baby. I have to pay this bill. I have to do this. I have to do that. I don't have time for it. Yeah. So let me ask you something though. Do you believe you hold back information when you argue? Like when you do have to argue, you're like, you know what? I feel like it's gonna blow up if I say everything. So let me just address these small things first. Um definitely. I think I do. Are we still talking is it like any argument or just with guys or um, you can break it down in each which one when it's okay. Different. So holding back, um, with guys when I finally like okay, we need to talk, and I finally get it out. I don't hold back anything at that point. But like if it's going like day to day, I'm holding back stuff. Um, because I have to build up the energy, or I have to build up not even the courage. It's just the energy to talk about it. But when I talk about it and we say everything, I'm saying everything. Um, I put everything on the table, but my frustration is coming when they don't respond or they don't have anything to say to stuff I'm saying. Because I mean, I've been holding this in this long and I finally have it out. I, I want to know what your response is to this. And that's my pet peeve when they don't say anything. But like with friends, it definitely matters which which friend it is. Like if I'm closer to that friend, I feel more co- uh, comfortable with saying stuff. But like, some friends I might not say anything 
and it's been friends I haven't said anything for years and that's where I get angry at myself because I'm like okay we need to talk about this but I just shy away from it but like if it's if I'm a close friend I don't feel uncomfortable saying anything I need to say I might sugarcoat sometimes because I don't like confrontation but I'm going to say what I say what I need to say if we're close and I really don't withhold information but with certain friends I don't say say as much and I and I'm working on that because I don't like that about myself but for relationships or um, relationships I put everything on the table when I finally finally get there but I have to get there first yeah I think the same thing like with friends it's more of a like yes we're gonna if we're close well yeah we're gonna talk about it I might not bring it up right away I might kind of be like okay how do I bring this up in a certain way and it also depends on which friend I'm talking to Mm -hmm. so like you versus Steph I approach you guys differently Mm -hmm. because she is very blunt can handle it type of person she's a very when she talks back to me she's very blunt she's very matter of fact when I talk to her she's I'm very blunt and matter of fact but we have that type of relationship but sometimes she gets offended though no, no, no. Yeah, definitely. There's times she gets offended, but it's never like she just comes back with her own stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's never like I. It's there's never been a point where I feel we hurt each other's feelings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and with you, I know you're more sensitive. Mm-hmm. So I really think through what I say because I never wanted to come off in a certain way. Yeah, and I think even when me and you have disagreements I say that like hey I hope this didn't come off this way this is all I'm trying to say mm-hmm. um, and that's how you, and it's also the same thing uh, Treva I'm the same way with her me and her are very blunt but me and her are also very jokey with each other so we're very sarcastic so I just think with friends I do but it's depending on which friend because um, you can't approach everybody the same way no so I have to, you know, really think about like, okay, how are they going to react to this? Can I say this? Or do I need to think about how I have to say this? Mm-hmm. Now, lately in the dating sphere, like I'm not dating now, but in the dating sphere, as of the last time I was actually dating, um, I did bring things up. I didn't argue though. I did not argue. I brought things up after I gave it time to resonate. And I thought about, I really, one thing I have worked thought of work on in therapy is, okay, but are you ready to handle the consequences of how you handle things? Right. And so, because in the past, I wasn't like, I want to say what I want to say. And then you don't, I want you to be okay with it. And then I'm ready. Because also, I am very, once I say what I got to say. That's it. Yeah, like, I, I, usually once I just speak it or write it down, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does not mean whoever had to listen to you is good now, because you just dumped all this stuff on them. Um, so I will say, like, the last couple of people I've dated, I feel like I was a lot better. Um, and I don't think I argued, but I did bring things up. But I definitely waited before I brought things up. Um, and But here's the thing. I would only do it via text. I'm not good at having disagreements in person with mates. Mm-hmm. 
So I think there was definitely times where I wanted to say something in person. I would wait till I got home. And I know that has to be frustrating. It I is. So I got home. <laughs> and then I would say something. And the reason why is, again, though, because I have that, yo, I don't know how I'm going to react. Because you might say something and you're going to see this whole other side of me. Mm-hmm. And I can't guarantee I'm going to hold back. I can't guarantee that I won't see that line and stop. I am a habitual line stepper. I don't. I, I can't promise you that I'm going to be like, oh, I know he is sensitive about his recovery time and I'm going to bring that shit up. <laughs> like, I can't promise you I'm not going to bring that up. Right. <laughs> I promise you that. So via text, I feel like I have more control versus like, you can piss me off and I can be like, and let's just be honest, like, I can, you can piss me off, I'm going to do a screenshot and send it to the group text. Like, <laughs> look what you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm about to blah, blah, blah. And y'all like, oh, I don't think you should say that because I feel like you really like this guy. <laughs> yes, let's hold off on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm like that too. But sometimes, like, I hold it in and then I just write, like, a book. And I'll be like, I'm about to send you this stuff. I'm about to send you something and you need to read it. And, and take your time to get back to me. Because this is like... <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> because it's a lot. And I can't get it out. And the only way I can get it all out is if I just write a long email. And then it works that way sometimes. Because uh, it's hard. I don't know why sometimes it's hard for me to express myself. Like, it has to be something to do with childhood or something. Who knows? But it's hard for me to express myself sometimes, so it's easier just like take notes because you gotta have examples because people gonna be yeah. acting like damn, no, you talk about. Yeah. So I be I be like having mental notes in my phone, so whenever I had this conversation, <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be on point. It's gonna be on point with my notes. I still have a note in my phone for someone I have no plans to talk to. But just in case, it circle back around. Exactly. Right now, I have some points. Because they're going to be acting like you ain't got no examples. You can't, oh, I have the examples right here. Let me pull up my notes. <laughs> my notes. <laughs> and now that we both have iPhones, I'm just going to share the note with you. Go and ahead you can and review your own that. Commentary. Yes, you can go ahead and review that and um, comment on it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. That is a real, real thing. No, also, but when you get mad, like, at least with me, when I get mad, I forget stuff because I'm so mm-hmm. in the moment. Yeah. And also, I stutter, which mm-hmm. pisses me off because men always want to be like, mm-hmm, that's why you stuttering. And then, again, that's when I want to cross the line. I'm like, okay, sir, well, let's talk about how your barber pushed your hairline back. You want to talk about me stuttering? Okay, let's talk about your hairline. And- yes. Oh, you're, yes. Yeah. Also, your country another- accent. Right, right. Uh, but that's also another thing. Like, how do you argue fair when the person you're arguing with doesn't argue fair? Mm-hmm. Because how you can. Like, if you're working on yourself and you're like, okay, I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna use my coping skills. I'm gonna use everything I learned in therapy. I'm gonna use the things I've learned over the last ten years. But you're arguing with someone that's really immature. Hmm. I don't know. That's the thing, like, when I said I wasn't fighting fair, it was because I was arguing with the immature person. Like, they'll bring stuff on me, and they was talking about, like, bring, like, try to dig on me. So I'm like, well, I'm about to come back at you. And then they, their feelings will get hurt. But I'm like, I didn't want to do it like this, but you kept on coming for me. So, yeah. but now, since I'm mature and older, I don't think I do that as much. I don't have, I haven't messed with the same type of people I messed with back then. So it was like, 
I don't do that as much, but I have been in situations where it's like, okay, you're not fighting fair, so I'm not. I'm about to take the gloves off because you disrespecting now, mm-hmm. so I'm about to come back. But I never feel like, oh, you just like if they accidentally disrespected, like or said something or did something that rubbed me the wrong way, but it wasn't purposefully. Um, that's kind of different to me. And I'm like, okay, that hurt my feelings. Like I would, I would uh, vocalize how that made me feel. But in the past, I wouldn't. I'd be like, no, you heard my feelings. I'm about to come for you. But I kind of argue different now when I do argue. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and you know, you brought up a good point when you're like, I don't know, maybe some childhood stuff. I think that is why, because I, because I don't like arguing with people. And I think the reason why I shut down is because a lot of times my reality was denied as a child. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times I'd be like, this is how I feel. Blah, blah, blah. My parents would be like, girl, you you born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You ain't got yeah, no you ain't got no problem. Yeah. That's their response and they would just walk away. So then you think that your problems aren't big enough. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then also I was the, because I was the like, um, I was a child that listened, that obeyed the rules and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, because of that, I also ended up being low-key like the therapist caregiver. Yeah. Um, even like my siblings and stuff were older that was the role I ended up playing because they would get in trouble I would cover for them mm-hmm. you know they would do some things and I'd be like you know what mom but you know I really think that um, he didn't mean to take the car without your permission I, I really feel like he really thought this was an emergency yes he did not have a license <laughs> in the car, but if we look at this from his perspective like I end up being that person and I think because of that I end up feeling like a part of loving it made me feel that a part of loving was me denying my own needs yeah and focusing on the needs of whoever I was loving Mm -hmm. and I think when you think like that it makes it hard for you to have conflict because now if I'm bringing up something I'm bringing up an argument now I have to speak about my needs and I feel uncomfortable speaking about my needs because I've never been in a place where I can speak about my needs and it was met with maturity and understanding and you're talking about yeah 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 um and so now and I think that's a big part of why I shut down um, I think that's a huge part of why I shut down because it's like I, I've never done this before I don't know how to do this and there's that fear of no because if I speak about my needs I've never made you're gonna be yeah left, like neglected really focus yeah. on my needs like that mm-hmm. before I don't know how you're gonna react yeah and it might turn you off or you might not want to mm-hmm. do this anymore and also it, it, a big thing I know for me is the feeling of vulnerability I do not like being feeling vulnerable in relationships mm-hmm. I have a real fear of vulnerability just because of certain relationships I've seen growing up I have it didn't work out well for most of the women I know when they were vulnerable to men. Mm-hmm. A lot of the women I know who are vulnerable to men, the men used it to their advantage. And they brought it and, back up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they use it to hurt them later. Like, they know yeah. that's your vulnerability. So now they know, like, all I gotta do is do this one thing and that's gonna make you feel vulnerable. That's gonna make you feel insecure. Well, we all know that's not the right man, but it's just yeah. like you have that same fear all the time. I, I know good men who do that know men who are quote unquote good men because a lot of us we're dual characters there's a lot of this dual true, true. you know we're good people but we have certain things that we're like why would you do that though even myself I know of, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean I guess because even though one person I really love 
threw stuff back in my face so yeah yeah um and so I think because of that like I have a I don't like bringing stuff up because it's like nope because if I bring this up I'm gonna feel vulnerable I'm gonna feel weak I'm gonna feel like oh no I'm giving you an inside scoop to things that hurt me mm-hmm. and when if I shut down you don't know you hurt me matter of fact you think I don't care if I right. just shut down and right. walk away from you you like damn she really was able to walk away from me Mm-hmm. she ain't crying for me she ain't asking me to back she ain't trying to work things out she really just left and I think some of that is also ego um because there are there have been situations that I probably should have tried to work out I tried to sh- probably should have stuck through more but my pride would not let me my pride was just like oh you think you about to come up in here and do this and I'm gonna you know work things out with you like your ex your ex that kept chasing you yeah you gonna learn real quick I'm not the one and there's you know looking at hindsight it's like y'all cared about each other though so Mm -hmm. you you probably Mm -hmm. should have at least you know it wasn't like that was an everyday thing um so I know that's one of the things for me when it comes to not arguing like it's a fear of vulnerability it's a fear of letting you in to see my emotions and know that this is something that is sensitive to me this is something that hurts me and I just don't I'm not I don't know if I believe you will not use that to your advantage one day and then that makes me not open up when yeah now we're going to talk about like avoiding blaming so like with me I don't think I blame like I don't think I ever blame even when I was in like toxic arguing until they came for me and they blamed me I'm like oh no we're not gonna you're not gonna put it all on me because you're a part of this too but for the most part like now when I'm talking stuff out I'll say like this may feel this way this may feel that way does anything I do make you feel a certain type of way like in relationships um and I ask I don't just like blame like you did it you did that you did that but I'm saying this was making me feel this way and this is why it makes me feel this way am I doing anything that makes you feel a certain type of way or do I need to change it so now I don't blame as much even back then I didn't I don't know I I kind of always I don't know I kind of always blame myself even if the person is bad and that's not a good thing but it's just like I never really blame until you start put, pointing stuff out on me and I'm I'm going to point stuff back out on you. But now I don't really have those crazy um, toxic um, arguments like I used to. So now I'm just trying to figure out like, bro, is there anything I need to do because you acting this way? Like, what's up? Like, so I don't really blame. Even like in friendships, I don't really blame either. I'll say how I feel about certain things. Never mind. I guess it matters the <laughs> friendship. I guess it matters the friendship because I talked to you. I don't want to say people's name, but you know who the two people I talked to. I talked to you and one other person. So, um, like with her, like she would say something, and I'm like, well, you did this, this, and this, so that's why I act this way. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, but you're not seeing anything. Like, so we did go back and forth. We do go back and forth, but I think it's because probably in that situation I held stuff in and I feel like I never said how how this made me feel but like in relationships when I'm coming for it I'll be more gentle sometimes with the blaming but friendships sometimes I'll say it just matters the person it's situational 
Yeah, I can agree with that. I think with friends, at least that I can think of, I feel like I don't blame. Not that I can think of. I feel like in relationships... Oh, yeah. In relationships, I was going to say I don't think so. I definitely do. I definitely do, actually, now that I think about it for real. Um, But again, it goes back to that resentment. Yeah. It goes back to that holding things in and then resenting um, them for so long. So then by the time you're ready to talk about it, it's like, this is why I feel this way, because you kept doing this. And it's not fair, because you never addressed it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's like, by now, it's like, because I have to go back into why I feel like this, it, the low-key is blame. Because I'm going back into, you know, this is why I'm not talking to you right now. This is why I haven't right. been responding to your texts. Uh, because you did this, 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 and that. Um, and I don't think it's fair. I, <laughs> I'm going to try to do better. Um, eventually, I get... I mean, <laughs> You know, I'm not actively dating right now, so mm-hmm. eventually, I, someone's son is gonna walk into this, and we'll see how it goes. You know, um, but you are working on it. With like, but I, you are working on it, even with like guys that you just find as friends. You're still working on it, like expressing yourself. You know what I mean? I so know. I am. You are a hundred percent right. Matter of fact, this week I tried it out with a, a friend I did try it out um where I I did I expressed to them where I was like hey this really feels like our egos are just hitting heads with each other and I feel like that's why we are not getting anywhere in this conversation so let's just talk honestly about what the feelings are that are causing this conflict uh, but they're emotionally immature, so they're like, "Oh, no, that's know. the thing too." <laughs> that would make that would maybe do the flip side. Like you know what the fuck you doing? So I would start with a go off. I would, but, I would have to get off the phone. But cause... what was my response? Like I then shut down. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's yeah. how we have to cool delete delete block." Yeah, that's and true. And then that's, I just went about my day. Um, but um, it, but that also again goes back to that vulnerability because that was somebody who. I'm never vulnerable with. Um, mm-hmm. I never really have those conversations with. If anything, I'm low-key mean to. Um, yeah. And so I was like, you know what? Let's take a different approach because I recognize that they were trying to take a different approach and they were trying to change themselves and they were trying um, to have more like sensitive conversations. And so at the time that they were trying, I, I was not receptive. Yeah. Um, and so then... When I was like, okay, I fell in a space where I'm ready to talk. Um, and then that's when they were like, well, now I'm not receptive. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let's do it. Then let's, we don't ever have to talk again. <laughs> At all. Goodbye. Yeah. So I, I, I still have some work to do on that. But I did open up a conversation. So you're right. Yeah, I am working. Started. Yeah. And it's just like, if they don't receive it, I mean, I, I, mean, I honestly don't see nothing wrong with shutting down, delete, and block, whatever. If they're not receiving it, like, what can you do with that? What can you do with that? Because me, I just like, let me out the phone because I won't cut you out. But I'm still angry. Like, you know it's a problem. But why aren't you talking? And I get angry. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I really don't see nothing wrong with saying, okay, delete. I mean, because you tried. Yeah. You tried. Yeah. And I other do. times you didn't try. So it's just like, you tried. So now there's, that's their loss. That's them acting like that. So let's, I don't see nothing wrong with deleting 
I, I mean, and that's where I am too. But also, I feel like, again, it's one of those... It's one of those it depends who you're talking to type of things because I do think you eventually, there's going to be somebody that you eventually, there, there needs to be somebody that you eventually are like, no, even when you are in a place where you're emotionally frustrated and you're shut down, I love you enough that I still want to try. Um, because I think in long-term relationships, you get to places where one of you have to pull more weight than the other. Yeah. Just because where that person is emotionally, mentally, um, and but it's a matter of like, okay, learning, is this the person I'm willing to do that for? Are you worth me doing that for? And if you've been burnt in the past where you've done it before and it hasn't turned out well, that can be hard. Mm-hmm. Or if you are like me and you've never done it before, you're like, yeah, I don't I don't know how this is gonna go. I'm just scared at the fact that it can go anyway. Um that's also scary and so I feel like that's something that holds a lot of people back as well because um, I know that's what holds me back a lot of times because even when I come across people that I'm like oh I really really care for you I think this is something different maybe I should try and then it's like okay but now you piss me off mm-hmm. and this is more than a normal piss off this is like you really are making me feel like I need to take myself out of professional, nice, loving, caring rest. And now you're about to get what the people, <laughs> other people get. You about to get a side of me that, you know, is not friendly, that's not nice and not caring. Um, and I feel like it's really, really hard for me to, when someone gets me to that point to remind myself like yo no this is someone special right this, this yeah. might be worth saving because mm-hmm. um, my mind doesn't think like that until after the fact like while I'm in it my mind does not think like that like yo but, but you like you said like like if you got to that with a person that really meant something like you had to get over that hump like that person would end be like, what are you talking about? Like, you had to build that foundation and then you can be like, you feel a certain, you know what I'm, are you know what I'm saying? Like, you had to build a yeah. foundation to get to get to the point where you were like, I want to talk this out, I want to work this out. But when a person presents herself as don't want to talk things out that you know need to be talked out, I don't feel that you're wrong for just, like, washing your hands of it, of the situation. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, always leave a space for those people, like, if you tried, and maybe they just weren't in the right that day. okay. Yeah, leaving the space open for that, because mm-hmm. there are, I think there are a lot of relationships that are just wrong timing. Yeah, true. Maybe true. if things going on in their life, or just emotionally, like, that person is just not in a space emotionally to handle the type of relationship you two are destined to have or whatever um so I think there's definitely some bonus in leaving um things open but on the flip side of that it shouldn't be for everybody because you also have those people that leave the door open for everybody and that ain't right yeah 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 and the disrespect is real so like no (laughs) 
Bro, I can't tell you, like, every now and then someone will tell me, like, and I think I've seen memes of that where it's like, you don't realize how messed up something is until you're explaining it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, a real thing. And I know that's happened to me before where I'm trying to explain a situation and then in the middle of it, I'm recognizing their facial expressions. And then also I recognize myself saying, yeah, but like, okay, it, it wasn't like that. I know that's what it sounds like, but, um, and you kind of have that moment where you're like, oh, crap. Where when you were in it, you didn't realize how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, I'll have someone have that type of conversation with me where they're like, yeah, no, I'm going to forgive him. You know, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, you know, um, I know he got his cousin pregnant, but I just feel like, you know, like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Let's go, not back, to let's, let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. Let's not gloss over the pregnant cousin. Um so not yeah it should be left open mm-hmm. but i definitely think um you know there but uh, well, that comes down to a discernment thing because let's just be honest some people don't have discernment mm-hmm. like there's some people who who just it's just not in them to recognize mm-hmm. they think everybody's special yeah uh, we all have we all know one person who's always in love it's never yeah. the same person but they're always mm-hmm. in love mm-hmm. um so you know I guess that doesn't work for everybody but I think if you are you have some type of discernment um I think there's a part that you can recognize like hey this is something special this is something I'm not used to having Mm -hmm. let me work on this and it doesn't mean it's going to work um and that's just one of the things you have to prepare yourself for like I can pour my heart out and I can try to do this in a mature way and I can try to bring up my stuff and let them know like hey this hurt me this is what I don't like this is what I do like this is how I wish you would have handled it and they can just be like yeah nah and you have to mentally prepare yourself for that like hey they could just not care mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's hard to very that's hard. hard yeah hard. yeah yeah especially if you really care about somebody mm-hmm. um and I also think that's a part of the fear of conflict because sometimes the fear of conflict I really believe is like I'm scared that if I bring this up, I'm going to find out that you don't love me like the way I thought you did. Thought you did, yeah. Yeah. And that's and it's a hard pill to swallow. So that's yeah. another reason you don't bring stuff up a lot of times, too. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but I do think it's important, though, when you are arguing, you cannot bring up past hurts and pains mm-hmm. you guys already talked about it like yeah and disgusted yeah yeah that's unfair like if he cheated on you and you forgave him for cheating why are we so okay, but now y'all yeah. arguing about the he keep eating your ice cream this is not the time to bring that back up like y'all mm-hmm. already discussed the cheating okay you do not need to relate that about how he lied about the cookie oreo ice cream I guess. <laughs> I see. Don't get me wrong. I see how the manipulation lies kind of connect with each other, but y'all already discussed that. Right. I think I am good at not bringing it up. I think I'm good at that, but also I forget stuff easily, and I think that's the only reason why I'm good at not bringing up past offenses. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I be forgetting. And it's also why I have to do the notes thing like you because I forget <laughs> when they're like, give me you, an example. Yeah. Can you be dumbfounded? Like, or. Yeah, no, but they but need them examples. They they definitely need them examples because they're like, oh, I did do this. Or this. Yeah. But if you don't have an example, they just like act like it's not true. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah. So, but I feel like if it's something that y'all already discussed, it's not fair to bring it back up. No. I've been in a relationship with somebody like that. I've been in a relationship with somebody like and honestly, my beliefs is because I did stuff so rarely. That was like one of those selfish fuck up moments. I did it so rarely that they had to keep up stuff that was like from four years ago. Mm-hmm. I really, I mean, that's how I felt. Um, where every time we argue, it was like, and you, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, when I was 16, like, oh, like, oh, like, you mean, like sir, school, you talking about sir. Like, uh, yeah, like, I don't feel like that's relevant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a horrible feeling to be with someone like that who's yeah. doing it because you're like, okay, so did you never really forgive that? Mm-hmm. And if you never really forgive that, what are we doing? Because why are we I, like you have a position. Yeah. yeah. And if you're never going to let that go, can we really move forward? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also another thing about arguing is like, because sometimes it brings up stuff that you're like, you recognize like, I'm not sure I can forgive this. I'm not sure this is something I will let go. Right. I feel like Especially you keep bringing it up. Yeah. But even like, I feel like the last time I was with somebody who I didn't get in an argument with, I, I walked away. As y'all know, that's going to be my hashtag. When we get merchandise, this is going to be the same rest. I walked, I walked away. away. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, please also stop asking me like, oh, y'all should do a therapy commentary show. Like, y'all, I paid somebody $125 to tell me to stop. The therapy <laughs> commentary, like what? what wait, what? Yeah, please let me tell my therapist. I'm just giving people therapy advice. She's like, I right. you should do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I know you know the technical terms. So uh, they're asking people are asking for our opinions on that. Yeah, like we've had people um, write us and say, um, "You really don't be going to page that much." No, <laughs> but we have people that write us and they're just like, "Oh, you know." You guys, uh, I know you were a counselor, and um, I just think you you were you were probably bomb. And I'm like, girl, no, I wasn't. I really was not. I feel like all you know, y'all know. If y'all listen to the social work episode, I'm a forensic social worker, <laughs> and I feel like I might have created some of my current clients. So like, <laughs> and forensic means like I'm working with the jails. So no, I <laughs> would not be a good therapist. I went to school for therapy. I know the clinical terms. I could probably pass my LCSW very easily. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, no, no, no. But also, as I think I'm also very realistic, and I think yeah. a certain part of therapy is not. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But I will say, the last person that I should have gotten into a discussion with or argument with, um, that was a big part of it for me. It's like when I decided to just walk away from the whole entire situation. For me, it was like, because I don't know if, if arguing about this is going to help because I don't know if this is something I'm ever going to drop. Yeah. I don't know. At that point in time, I was like, I don't believe six months from now, I'm not going to be cuddled up with you, watching TV and just look at you like, I should just punch him in his face. <laughs> I can't guarantee that. I can't guarantee that. You know, every now and then there's certain things that pop up where it hurts you at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And... And also, it, it doesn't matter if it, it doesn't make sense to anybody else. Because there are definitely things that, like, I feel we're like, yo, this really, really hurt me. And people are like, 
that is not serious. You know, this man had a whole baby on me and I forgave him. Mm. I don't know why you, and it's like, okay, but my hurt is my hurt. Yeah, yeah. My sensitivity is my sensitivity. So, you know, whatever. But there's certain things that like, in that particular situation, I think that was a big part of why I walked away because I thought about it. Like I thought about it. I literally was circling, walking around uh, the house and thinking before I made my move, before I was just like, no, I'm gonna leave. Um, And when I was doing that, like that was one of the thoughts I was having, like, yo, do you want to leave or do you just want to climb back in bed and discuss this tomorrow? And um, one of the thoughts I had was like, no, I, I do not know if I will ever be okay that this was something that happened. Yeah, I am not sure that I will ever actually really forgive you. Mm-hmm. But when you know I, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like you know what, and sometimes having the discussion will help you to get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know because I don't be having the discussions, so <laughs> maybe. But like there are certain situations where even now, like honestly, I'm a very out of sight, out of mind person for the most part. If I don't see or hear you or talk to you, I'm good. And it's why I cut contact with exes. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't do that. We are friends. I have to be friends with my child's father. But anybody else, like I don't do that. We have to be friends. Let's stay in communication. Like nope, you don't even have access to my Instagram. Like there's just no point. Right. Uh, and a reason I do that is because I feel like. I feel like this is my personal opinion. Someone who grew up with seven brothers, I feel like women do that more so in hopes that maybe they'll see you being happy and good flaunt on them, or it opens up a passage and maybe y'all can get back together type mm-hmm. of thing. But I feel like men do that. Men do that to always have access to you. Yeah, like they already know in their mind they don't want to be with you. Mm-hmm. But they know if oh maybe I'll be friends or whatever and I okay. I'm bored and go I can hit her up right yeah and I, th- again that's just my perspective because I grew up in a house with seven boys and that's what I saw them do so I'm very much like no you don't get access to me mm-hmm. you are no longer allowed to have access to me not as a friend not as anything um, but I will say with that last incident every blue moon like once every like four months or so that whole situation will pop in my head and I'll be driving I'll be jamming I'll be watching TV now and the situation will pop in my head I'm like fuck him and like <laughs> I get so angry and I'll say it out loud and so that's one of those things like and see that's how I know <laughs> yeah it's not gonna have work because it would be yeah chilling yeah, and you'd be like I think yeah it, and it will randomly pop up in my mind and I feel that anger yeah yeah. But you know your limits though too, so yes, yes. I mean I'm, I'm very strong in my limits. Like mm-hmm. I and that's one thing I would recommend for any woman, any man, like before you start dating, make a list of what your limits are and stick to what them. you can, yeah, definitely. Cause it's no really no use of trying once those limits have been crossed or because it's like I don't know, you could try, but it's in the back of your head, it's not gonna be all the way right, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, Um, and then also I think what's important when arguing fair is focusing on the solution. Like if you're arguing, you're arguing because there's a problem. So the argument should be so okay, 
we agree this is a problem how do we solve this problem and I feel like when a lot of people argue it's not that it's mm-hmm. arguing like I just want to say my stuff and I want you to hear my stuff and then that's it and it's like well okay so the, the argument was pointless because no solution was found y'all weren't even looking for a solution y'all just both wanted to air out <laughs> each other and yeah that's that was- the thing it's more like it, it, and another argument shouldn't be so much of a back and forth more as just a conversation like like you said the solution so we're trying to figure out how can we meet in the middle or how can we not hurt each other in this way again it's just supposed to be talking it out it's not Mm -hmm. supposed to be hurting so I definitely agree with the solution aspect of it even if you have to walk away and like can we please talk about this tomorrow when I calm down level headed but you have to come back <laughs> but when you yeah. come back you have to figure out I the mean, solution that's, yeah that's what they say <laughs> <laughs> but also okay but when is it okay to walk away like when is it okay when is it a mature thing to walk away when is it being immature I think I think you can walk away if you have I, if you don't want to disrespect, if you don't want to say something that's hurting them. But for me, when I'm walking away, I need to know. But you don't really know in that moment if you're going to come back. But I, I want to know that I'm going to come back. Like, I'm walking away because I won't hurt you. But I really want to talk about this. Talk. But one person has to be willing to talk anytime, yeah. I guess. Because if you come back and I was like, well, I don't want to talk about it now. It's just like, okay, we defeating the purpose. Yeah. So if we have this talk when we're not mad at each other, like sometimes I may walk away, but can we please come back and talk about it? It just has to be agreement when you're not like when you're not in the in the moment. So they can know like, oh, she needs this time. We're gonna but we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna set a time to talk about this. That's all mature people though. Like <laughs> like it is not that easy, you know what I mean? But it it's not. It's not but I think but you should walk away before you disrespect though. Like I think you should because some disrespect you can't come back from. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There are certain lines that can be crossed. They're like, nope, once you cross that line, you Yeah, I have dated somebody who disrespect, disrespect, but then they like, oh, that's in the past. But that was two days ago. So you can't, mm-hmm. like, disrespect me and think I want to talk to you the next day. So it's better for me not to disrespect you and come back and talk to you. That's how yeah. I feel. But mm-hmm. I don't know. No, that's how I feel as well. Like, I feel like when I feel like I'm about to get real disrespectful, I need to walk away. Yeah, because I, I still love you. I don't want to hurt you, so I don't want to do that. Because, <laughs> I don't know. Because disrespect yeah. replays in my mind often. So when you disrespect me, you mm-hmm. might as well have walked away and let's talk about it later. Yeah. Now, I will say, um, that's one thing I have. Uh, I have bad memory. So, stuff like that. <laughs> Again, unless you remind me, I be forgetting. Yeah, like, that I, is true. Y'all be reminding me of stuff where I be like, you know what? He really was a good guy. You're like, Chris, didn't he? Oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely feel like when you're doing it out of, I'm doing this because I don't feel I can properly handle us talking about this right now it's more maturity and when you're doing it just like eh, nope I'm done it's immature mm-hmm. um and I do both I do both <laughs> I, I will admit there's times I'm emotionally immature um but I think also with that you have to get to the root cause of your emotional maturity mm-hmm. like when you are emotionally mature like I y'all trust me again last year was a horrible year last year was a whole year of shadow work it was a whole year of getting to the problems 
the the root of my problems and like again like I said earlier for me I know with the shutting down and so forth that was because again my reality was denied a lot as a child mm-hmm. um, especially since everybody was so much older than me that like my problems didn't seem like real problems and so I was just always like that's not a real problem please please go somewhere we we, we dealt with big people problems right um and so for me, like it taught me like to deny my own pain. It taught me to deny my own needs. And so when I feel that urge come up, I tell myself to shut it down. Mm-hmm. This is like how it almost feels like how dare you bring up your own needs? How dare you bring up your own stuff? There's bigger things at hand here. Um, and then not only that, it's also that fear of, I don't know how people are going to react because you're not used to me being all about me. You're right. not used to me being about me and talking about me. It's more about catering to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I will, let me just say when I say that, because sometimes I think that can be taken out of context. I'm dating good people. So it's not like I don't talk about me and they're completely denying my needs. It's more like I'm dating people who are already good people so it's not like I have to mm-hmm. but it's healthy to so someone can know how to love you how you like to be loved right um so that that's more so what I meant but um you know getting to the root of that I think is how you heal and how you learn how to to argue fairly how to communicate more effectively if I know a big part of my issues with communication is uh, fear of intimacy fear of vulnerability then I can work on that but mm-hmm. if all I know is like yeah I don't like to talk okay now how do I fix it mm-hmm. but now that I know that it's because I have a fear of vulnerability because I wasn't allowed to be vulnerable I was not allowed to show vulnerability growing up then now I know that's something I can work on now that I know okay let me get books on vulnerability let me read up articles on how to open up let me get podcasts that talks about these things you know things like that and I truly believe that um because I used to be one of those people that was like I don't understand people that buy self-help books um I really don't um but now I get it and I don't so much do self-help but I do like psychology books. I do like books that explain and break down the theories and things on like childhood and why people turn out the way they are. And even if though you're reading it, you might be like, oh, damn, I just read that and I just did not use it. But I think when you surround yourself with that type of stuff, over time, it will help you grow. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, what you put in your minds and into your eyes, eventually it's going to seep into you. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that's one of the biggest ways to like change your argument style, change your communication pattern is one, really getting to the root of why you have that. Really sitting down and thinking, where did that come from? And if you can't do it, maybe do it with a therapist. They're really good at telling you that was your mother or father's fault. That is half of their job. So you can definitely get someone to help you with that. And then once you figure it out, then go from there. Yeah, I agree. Um, another point I think that needs to be discussed is make sure you guys are arguing about the same thing because mm-hmm. I feel like that happens a lot where you get into the argument and like your part is like you do not communicate well you are not communicating well I don't. I never know what's going on with you I never know where we stand blah 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 that might be your argument and his argument might be like what, what's the stupid stuff men say 
Um, um, so much. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, that could be you didn't argument. care. Your argument can be like you never really cared or about but me. I buy you stuff. Yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. Do you not notice all the stuff I buy you? Mm-hmm. I, I be buying you stuff. I be paying your bills, and you're like, that's not what I'm arguing about. I'm not talking about you not paying my bills. I'm talking about you talking. But when you're so like trying to get your point across, you're not listening at all. So you don't even know mm-hmm. y'all arguing about two different things. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's definitely happened to me, where like everything has calmed down, and like we you have that conversation, like, okay, but do you you see what my point was? And like this, baby, this is what I was talking about. They're like, yeah, 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 I, I, I see your point, but this is what I was talking about. And I'm like, okay, but those are two different points. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why you brought that point mm-hmm. up. That's a whole different subject. Um, and I feel like it happens a lot more than we realize. That, yeah, like, y'all not even talking about the same thing. I agree. It's like that. Um, you know, you see the little screenshots and memes or whatever where the girl writes a whole paragraph like and you were at her house and I saw the text messages and you call her baby and I know who she is she was a girl in a red shirt and you was up here lying to me and the dude will reply back she ain't even have on a red shirt right. that's, that's not the point <laughs> I feel like those type of things happen oh the time I think so too I think so too <laughs> so you just gonna focus on that one sentence I sent you about clearly you still talking about her though like yes sir yeah. Like, so yeah, definitely making sure you guys are arguing about the right thing. Make On the sure same page. Is, yeah. Yeah. Making sure you are honest about what your needs are mm-hmm. too. Because I feel like a lot of times, I feel like especially as women, we are taught to anticipate a man's needs. Um, and so when we argue, it's like, okay this is a thing that hurt me whatever I don't like this but then we we don't really necessarily go into our needs and actually now I think about men do this as well too like we don't then go okay but these are my needs and if you fill these needs this won't be an issue anymore right but I don't think they're trying to listen to get there though (laughs) yeah not sure but I know with myself I feel like I don't bring up my needs enough because I'm like we're already in this argument I don't want to add more to this mm-hmm. you know because insecure comes on at 10 it's 9 45 <laughs> we can just wrap this up <laughs> wrap this up in the next 15 minutes and I feel like if I bring that up it's gonna make it I'm even gonna, longer I'm not gonna know the bullshit Molly's on this week okay? <laughs> <laughs> um so no I definitely think that's a big part too is making sure that you are stating your needs what your needs are and not shying away from it mm-hmm. because that that I will say that is one of my problems like I am bad about speaking about my needs because I, I also grew up being I grew, up, I grew up with a, both parents who were very focused on me being independent mm-hmm. and it was very big for them to be like we want to make sure that you know we want you to have somebody we want you to be happy and in love we want you to have a great marriage great family but I want to make sure I raise a woman who is not dependent on anyone that can always walk away and they did a good job they, they, they really stressed but it seems like they all so they wasn't telling me to walk away but be independent so which 
with me being independent it's knowing that I can't walk away you know what I mean and say you didn't walk away if you're not happy it's just like you don't need to be independent you don't need to, you don't need to depend on that man so it's like I don't gotta depend on you so I'm good but it's crazy that they taught us that way but they all like but why are you not married you know what I mean <laughs> nigga you taught me to be this way you lady you taught me to be this way ma'am you taught me to be this way and you push that in my head so hard like she would tell me that all the time like you don't need to depend on a man. You didn't have your own. You didn't have your own bank account. You didn't have your own money. And I have everything my own. And I don't depend on nobody. But it makes it harder to... Yeah. Yeah. To, it's easy to walk away because I'm like, I have everything. Yeah. Yeah. I just need a companion. And you know what's crazy? It's because they tell you the healthy way today is to already be full. Mm-hmm. And already be healthy and whole. But it's like, also, when you're full and healthy and whole... It's a really hard for you to stick through things. Yeah, you're like, I don't need this. I don't. I'm good. I could be happy and not deal with your bullshit. Yeah, because I'm happy and whole all by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like one of those catch one eighties. Um, because again, I think it helps you a lot of times from putting up with bullshit, but sometimes it makes you miss out on good things. Yeah, that's true. Again, everybody has their flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're real strong in that, like, I don't need you. Um, you can I don't need your way out of something that could have been really beautiful mm-hmm. um, and I also think that's a part of why you know you have some people that are scared to let go of things because you're like no I really think this can be beautiful if you would just act right like I really <laughs> like you would just act right everything else is perfect but you have no act right and if I could just buy you some and just give it to you in vitamin form we will be okay um so you have that or you have the people that are just like you know no you don't want to do right i'm good um and both are a problem both are a problem yeah definitely yeah and um i think we already talked about addressing the real issues behind the anger um because i think that's also another big one because we might be arguing like I told you I like having consistent communication. You don't call me on a consistent basis. Why is it that I get a text message in the morning and I don't hear from you until nine? Why is it that, you know, whatever, whatever. And they might be like, well, we see each other all weekend. We spend the whole weekend together. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to text you a million times a day? Yeah. Um, and that might be the argument, but it's like, okay, but what's the real issue behind that? They don't, yeah. like, they talk over that part. I had a, for example, it was a problem, like, I was like, I need communication or I need quality time. I just want you to call me. I just want you to check in on me. Then their response is, well, I just know the problem is I'm not there. So I got to figure out how to get there. Sir, did you not just hear anything I said? <laughs> <laughs> like, like. you would call, you wouldn't even have to. You, I mean, you, I, I want you to come here eventually, but it's just like, yeah. you're not listening to what we do in the meantime. Like, you, mm-hmm. like, and guys do that. Like, it's just like, that's why you, that's another thing, like, arguing about two different things, you're not listening. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, with me, I think with the whole, what is the real ang- issue behind the anger? Like, with me, I was in a situation where, the person was doing all the right things like we were going on great dates it was every other week we would go on a great date we were spending a lot of time together they were great at communication and all of that um but my issue was i don't know where we stand Mm -hmm. we're doing all of these things but whenever we try to have this conversation of 
okay, what are we doing though? You stumble around the question. And yes, that's the problem. But the real anger behind that is I feel like I, you are emotionally unsafe for me because Mm -hmm. you won't tell me your feelings on where we are. If you will just tell me, I don't know, or if I don't know if you are an emotionally safe person and we can address that, then the other stuff will be a lot easier for me. Yeah, yeah. Because if I know, no, look, I know I care about you. I know that you are being vulnerable to me and I'm not going to take advantage of that. I am just trying to handle these things at this present time. But I am being careful with your heart. I am trying to love you the way that you want to be loved. I am trying to meet your needs. You know, that's if we having that conversation, you know, it's then different. that kind of yeah then that kind of calms down the flames of oh i don't know if i feel emotionally safe with you Mm -hmm. versus if we're if all you address is the whole like okay you don't know where i stand but like i don't know where you stand and like you keep saying you stand here but like I don't really be knowing where you stand either because you know you know that dumb stuff so that don't even make sense um but it's like, yeah, once y'all get to the core issue of, okay, what's the real anger behind the anger? I think you can get a lot more done. Um, if the real anger behind the situation is, this is something I'm insecure about. And so you keep triggering me on something I'm already insecure about. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to tell you, but yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm speaking about this particular situation, but the real issue is that you are triggering me. And you're making me feel insecure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know I just there has to be a point where you can just agree to disagree with somebody mm-hmm. like I think that's another big one like you're always you're not always going to be on the same page you're not always going to be able to end the argument um, and th- there needs to be a okay to not have to be on the same page on everything um, but also with that you also need to know like okay we I might have to walk away from you mm-hmm. away from mm-hmm. and know that going in not as an escape route but so you're prepared so you're not in a situation where you're trying to save a dying thing yeah and you know like to make your choice you know what I mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah because there are certain situations that and things where like I'm, I'm not this is a stance that I this is something I can't ignore this is not something I could just be like oh okay well that's how you feel no there are certain things where it's like no this is a real thing for me and mm-hmm. I now know like you can't this is handle you stand, it yeah. yeah I'm not going to be able to resolve that mm-hmm. yeah and then we come to um, that compromise or we come to that conclusion yeah yeah it's that waste of time yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and that's another thing like I feel like when people are scared to let go it's like oh I don't want to start over I want to meet people and yo I get it like that's why I'm not dating now like I the idea of trying to meet a new person and have to talk to them and figure Figure out out, right yeah figure out you know are they a morning person do they you know all of that are you do you do you tip the waitress as well stuff like that it's just annoying mm-hmm. um figuring out people's communication patterns mm-hmm. especially when you were spoiled with people who were good communicators yes. and you meet folks that want to text every 
three days. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay. It'd be okay. Yeah. No, it's not okay. Like, so when I'm going to see you, sir, we have had four sentences all week. Yes. Yes. Oh, my. You're not. Um, but it, it's definitely, I, I get that. But I think, you know, being able to walk away is such a gift and a power. I don't think most people understand how powerful it is to mm-hmm. be able to walk away. Um, yes, there's some of us that take it to the extreme, but if you can find that moderation, it's such a beautiful thing. And that's something I know I really hope I instill in my daughter. But I don't think I have to worry about that because she just be walking away from things all the time. <laughs> um. <laughs> but that's the thing too. Like if you argue, like are you talk it out in the right way? You can see like, oh, okay, this cannot serve me anymore. And you have that yeah. freedom to walk away. Like, holding on to something that you know is just not in you because you're scared to find somebody else, it's not going to serve you. And you're going to build resentment. Well, that's just my yeah. opinion. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, also, I think I feel like I know a lot of situations where it's like, I don't want to find somebody else because I know the last time it took me this long to find you. Mm-hmm. And then I had to put all this effort into making you and us into this. And I don't have that type of time anymore. I don't have that type of energy anymore. So I'd rather just stay here. And um, I think I personally feel like death to anything that hinders your growth. Yeah. And when you stay with someone out of fear of being alone, out of fear of starting over, out of fear of the pain and emotions that will come out of leaving them, you are hindering yourself and you're just doing yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And also, and this is with men and women, but I'm a woman, so I'm going to speak on it with men. Um, also, when they also recognize that, like, y'all both just holding on, because why not? Mm-hmm. When they meet somebody that sparked their interest, they're not going to be scared to leave you. Yeah. They, they're they going to up and leave. So you might as well. Like, okay, you can have another two, three good years or okay years with them. Because let's be, let's be honest, it's not good. It's, yeah, it's mediocre years with them. Mm-hmm. And then one day they just walk out and leave you because they found someone that feels the same way they do that communicates the way they do that gives them that spark they do and now it's like incredibly painful because you're like i thought we both agreed to settle for each other (laughs) you know they just waiting in the winds to find the right yeah 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 because you gotta the sure the matter is if y'all both feel like that one of y'all eventually are gonna run Mm -hmm. that sparks interest yeah yeah and that's what happens. So, yeah. It definitely happened to me. Like, yeah. Like, I was like, mm. that's why I was with who I was with. Because I was waiting around forever. Like, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It definitely did. Because yeah. it never made a move. Yeah. You know what? But also, you yes, you're right. Well, but no, I think that's a different situation. Because that wasn't a situation of you you guys being like mediocre and unhappy that was just more of a situation of like sir you you gonna make a move or not yeah but now it's mediocre yeah okay okay (laughs) well but you know what I feel like that's what happened with me I had a long-term relationship that was very mediocre we should have really let go a lot sooner than we did and we didn't and we really did love each other we really did mm-hmm. love each other but I think I mean it's love there yeah but yeah 
it's yeah but there was definitely you know a point where we I feel like we both knew I think they denied it but we both knew like this is not going to work long term long term we are not compatible um but we did love each other and we were good together and we were doing things together that were help building each other um but what happened is I actually ended up being a person who was like I am so unfulfilled with this and you know I recognize that I could be happier elsewhere but then when you recognize it and they don't recognize it at the same time you become the bad person yes yes and let me just say when I say recognize I'm not talking about cheating or anything like that it's just recognizing like when you go out and you talk to people and you're like oh my gosh I can have stimulating conversations like I forgot this was a thing I forgot Mm -hmm. like every conversation I have isn't like pulling needles out of you Mm mm-hmm because that's when you stay with someone out of just contentment, that's eventually convenience or whatever. Yeah, yeah, where you're just like, oh, I gotta see you again. Mm-hmm. Even when you love them, it's just you have those moments. Um, and I just got reminded, like, no, you can you can talk to people and they'll be f- and and you'll have stimulating conversations. I forgot that. You do forget when you become complacent. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, our general takeaway is, are you fair? It's worth it in the long run. Make sure you guys are on the same page. You're mm-hmm. arguing about the same thing. Also, think about the core needs of what your argument is. What is the core needs? If you're arguing about their cheating and they're lying, okay, is your core needs is that you are triggering my fear of abandonment. you are making me feel insecure you are making me feel unloved because that's what needs to be addressed yes the cheating needs to be addressed but those core feelings if you don't talk about those core feelings I think that's so much easier for those that that anger to come back Mm -hmm. even if they stop cheating or whatever it's like no because we never address the fact that you made me feel insecure that you made me feel abandoned that you triggered something from my childhood and now I have this little resentment that's hard for me to let go of because yes we talked about the cheating yes you're being faithful now but now I always have this fear that "Mm, you might abandon me one day now I have this fear that "Mm, you don't care about making me feel insecure and so now I'm walking around with this insecurity because you have shown me that you will put me in that position. Um, so yes, that's also one of the key takeaways that we have here. And I think um, one of the biggest key takeaways that we have is also, you know, recognizing when you need to walk away to gather yourself. And when are you walking away out of pure immaturity, out of pure... Um, just shutting down and not knowing how to handle it and recognizing when that's an actual problem when that is unhealthy and it's just blocking your growth yeah anything else you want to add Neek? um when you when you actually talk about it and you discuss it and you realize that this doesn't serve me or it's really not serving them being okay to understand that you don't have to force it <laughs> like it's yeah. okay to walk away like it's okay I mean it is harder to start over in times but like once you get those arguments once you start to talk it out and like I really do love you but is this serving either of us it is okay to make that move 
not cheating, but talking it out and gracefully letting the person know that this is just not going to work. You know, I think I'm just saying it's okay to do that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, guys, we will have another episode for you next Thursday. Um, I really, really hope you guys give the social work one a listen, even if you aren't social workers. Uh, I thought it was funny. I thought it was entertaining. Um, yes. Also, if you know nothing about social work, like it's a really good insight because I think, again, everybody thinks we're just all case managers <laughs> sitting at our desk. And you get to hear about Gabby going under bridges. <laughs> you get to hear about me talking to inmates that got three guards on them while standing six feet, not six feet, six inches away from them. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to talk, hear about me planning funerals mm-hmm. and <laughs> having to have plan out someone's whole going away. So give it a listen if you haven't. It's our bonus episode. Um, it's just there if you want it. If you don't, we understand. Also, you guys, leave reviews. And actually leave reviews saying stuff. Because we have like three reviews. And there, y'all all gave us fives, which is great. We appreciate it. But like, no one said anything. So I don't know what the five is for. <laughs> this five, like, I'm giving you this five because you told me to leave a review. But it would be great to have yeah. comment. Even if you don't agree with us, so it'd be like, let us know. know. Yes. Yeah. They think they're funny. They're not. (laughs) Let us know. Also, leave your address because I'm going to come see you. But, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Just know that. (laughs) No, but honestly, if you guys are leaving reviews, one, it's greatly appreciated. Um, It helps our stats. But also, if you can write, something so we know we're on the right path and what you guys like and what you guys don't like yes we greatly greatly appreciate it also always email us or dm us i love giving you guys dms um if i ever reply back and it's like low energy it's because i have low energy (laughs) i'm suffering (laughs) i have insomnia guys so i'm like getting three hours of sleep a day but i promise i'm trying and I love all the comments and I love all the DMs that we get. Um, you guys are so awesome. There is one particular person who every time we write one, um, got a new episode, he writes us to be like, I love it. And I love getting your DMs, sir. I love mm-hmm. it. Because I'll be having a bad day. It's like, I just listen it. I love it. But I'm like, yeah, boy. <laughs> like, Thank you. Thank you. Because I just got cussed out earlier by a client. I needed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed that reassurance. Right. And um, Neek gets them too. Neek's on the page. Neek has access to that page. I just think I'm usually the one <laughs> on it more. Yeah. But I still, we have group chats. I screen text. I'm like, look what they said. And we be like, yay. <laughs> they love us. Or, or we'll be like, <laughs> so the imposter syndrome is an episode y'all love. Like that one is doing numbers still. Um, every time I go look at our stats, that one like we can release something today and that one will come I'll come back and look at the stats and that one will have eight more listens and I'm like okay they love that one but there was one episode that I feel like y'all hate <laughs> y'all show that episode no love at all and it's cool because I, I take that from the stats I'm like okay well what did we do wrong and I listen to it and I'm like okay let's not do that again yeah um but we appreciate the feedback so if you have feedback, give it to us. If you could leave a review, we would greatly appreciate that. We are working our hardest on 
audio and editing it's just it's hard guys it's mm-hmm. hard guys I have a whole other podcast where I have to read off a script and it's horrible oh my gosh my last week's episode was so horrible I want to send everybody a, a, a apology card um, <laughs> I might even take that one off the air because lord I was I was butchering the English language like you would think English was my third language like I was listening to it earlier today and I was just like yeah the first that's that's not a word yeah you invented that word that's not the proper term <laughs> hmm, that's not a thing oh, it was horrible but it's okay we're working on it give us time give us opportunity over time we'll learn and we'll do better we'll get there um, anything else neat no just share please comment let us know if we're doing good doing bad just like share and comment that's all yes please 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 share alright guys we will see you next Thursday you guys have a great weekend stay safe yes. all is still a thing yes. so while you're staying safe like maybe don't go to the club without <laughs> please wear your mask be safe please. distance I, look y'all I'm trying to travel out the country for my birthday if y'all could just do y'all part like that's all I'm asking for my birthday just y'all trying to make it there <laughs> yeah so I'm allowed to leave and come back that would be awesome okay All right, guys, have a good one, and we'll see you next week.